Hi, I'm Case Ellers. And I'm Mark Jones. And this is the In It Together podcast. No matter what level of experience you have in real estate, navigating the ever-changing real estate market can be tricky. Each week, my co-host Mark and I will bring you valuable tips, tricks, and trade secrets from our favorite industry experts, colleagues, and friends. Sit back and relax because we're about to get started. But most of all, I hope you realize that no matter how complicated the real estate industry can be, you're going to walk away knowing we're in it together. On today's episode, our guest is Sharina Pate. Back in 2001, she was valedictorian in her first year originating mortgages and servicing clients. Now, 20 years into the business, she's the top 1% of lenders in the entire country and a top producer at Supreme Lending Southeast here in Atlanta. I'd like to welcome her to the show. Welcome, Sharina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Right, thanks for being here. Sharina, for those of you who don't know you, tell us a little bit about your background and what got you into the mortgage industry in the first place. Yeah, so um, I ended up in the mortgage business after being laid off from a corporate career, project management for 10 years. Um, my company relocated our entire department to DC and it actually happened about um, a week after returning from maternity leave. I just had my twins. Oh no. Had, I had three boys um, under the age of 18 months <laughs> and you know, the Lord just kind of tested me a little bit. And uh, yeah, I found myself kind of looking for something else to do. And Gary, my husband, was already in the industry and basically suggested that I take a look at it for, you know, just some quality of life, flexibility, um, you know, some ability to be a mom as well as provide. And so I started working with him and just loved it, loved servicing um, homeowners and educating people on homeownership. And also love the ability to earn as well as the ability to have a little work-life balance, um, you know, while trying to manage little ones. They're big ones now, though. <laughs> right. So what's your what's your big goal for 2000 or 2023? Well, um, of course, to grow always growing, you know, as a person growing in my marriage and growing in my business. Sure. And um, so I closed 133 homes last year. So that 133 all? families, we helped them to get into homes. And my goal is to grow that by um, about 30, 30 additional transactions um, with a part new partnerships with, you know, a few good agents. Fantastic. I love that. Have you noticed a shift in the market since the end of last year? And how do you think agents are going to need to adapt their businesses you know, in order to, you know, reach their goals? Yeah, I definitely have had a lot of conversations with my realtor partners on just, um, you know, a new strategy. And I, I definitely noticed the decline. Uh, most of that is just fear from buyers about the market, about interest rates, about home prices. Um, and I think it's just going to take being very educated on what is happening. What are the dynamics of this market? You know, knowing that interest rates, although they appear high compared to pre-COVID rates, they're really the industry average over the last 30 years. Um, and many people bought homes even at higher rates before. Um, so I think agents are going to have to spend time getting out of their homes, getting out of that COVID mentality, you know, coming to training, coming to classes, 
really trying to give themselves the tools and the words um, to help talk buyers off the ledge that they're on right now. Um, if you're growing, if you're growing as a realtor, I feel like you're able to guide people through any market, whether it's this market or the market we were in a year ago. It it still took guidance and it still took education. Um, and I think also focusing on why people want to be homeowners. It's you know they didn't call you to ask you for your assistance because rates were great. They called you because they had a big motivating factor, whether it's a new baby in the family and they need more space or they just got buried or they need to downsize. That motivation still exists in any in whatever market they're wanting to purchase in. So digging deeper on why people picked up the phone in the first place, helping them focus on what the motivator was um, really takes them away from some of the other conversations that can talk people out of their own way. So I think that, you know, for me, it's education, empower, empowerment for the buyer to make great decisions with that information you're providing. And also, you know, just getting back to the basics, grinding, you know, doing the things that we may have not had to do as much of last year, you know, more lead generating, more creating relationships, more going deeper in relationships. I'm doing a lot of that in my own business and just getting to know people on a personal level. Um, as well. So those would, those would be the strategies that I'd suggest to navigate this market. You know, Mark talks relationships a lot and leaning into that and being of service and being really invested into, you know, your clients' lives. And there are a lot of agents in the past two years who I think they were so used to almost having business handed to them by the market that, you know, they don't know how to do that. So it could have felt a little more transactional, right? Because there was so much going on. Right. Um, not that people don't care about people. I mean, that's why we're all in this. That's why I've lasted 20 years. We're here to serve. And if we come to work to do that, that it, that's you know really what we're doing. But I think we did get somewhat transactional because we were trying to do so much in such a short period of time and help people navigate a crazy market. So yeah, just focusing back on how do I how do I go back to the relationships? How do I call my leads or call my data database and ask them how they're doing and really, you know, ask them about their lives and become that friend so that they're the first person, you know, you call when they need help. Exactly. I love that because during COVID in the beginning, we all went immediately to care calls, right? Taking care of our sphere, checking in with them, making sure they're okay. And then we got really busy and we yeah. started just handling all the inbound business that was coming our way. So a lot of us got out of uh, good habits, which is, you know, the proactive lead generation, the proactive reaching out and touching your sphere. So I'm, I love that we're back to, we're back to the good behaviors again and the things that make us successful instead of just receiving business and trying to catch as much as we could. That's right. So I want to shift gears for a minute because, um, Along those lines, like the activities that agents are doing, um, I heard you mention something recently um, in talking to agents about their, uh, you know, calculating their dollar per hour, like what their their time is worth. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, it's it's um, all of our challenges is self-employed 1099 wage earners. You know, we determine our worth. We determine our hourly rate. Um, which is the plus side, right, of being independent. And you can decide if you want to make 40000 this year or if you want to make 400000 this year. Um, you can decide if you want to work 40 hours a week because you have small children 
or you you're like me and you're grinding at 60 to 80 a week. <laughs> so, you know, but based on that, I think it's important to know, okay, what is, what's my goal? If that's 400,000, what does that equate to in an hourly rate? So that we're real cognizant of our time because freedom also gives us, unfortunately, the ability to give that away sometimes or to um, not use it wisely, maybe not gently generating from, you know, the moment you start working to 11 or 12, because you know you have to go to school that afternoon to pick up your kids. So I think um, if you knew that every hour cost you $200 or $300, I think that you start to look at time a little more differently and you really focus on being intentional in your day. And you also are intentional in not letting others take that from you as well. So, you know, shutting the door, putting on the do not disturb because you're, you know, in a focused mentality is, is very important for us to do and to be diligent about doing. Otherwise, at the end of the year, as a self-employed, you know, person, you're like, why didn't I hit that goal? Um, but it's all that time you let seep away from you um, because you didn't really value it. I'm, I'm also talked about just, you know, working with people, you know, customers, just knowing whether they're truly ready to work with you. And although, you know, we want to help everyone and give, I say, give hope to everyone on the end of our line, um, we still have to manage that effectively and make sure that we are not just being charitable throughout the day. And at the end of the year, we gave away nothing but charitable hours. Right. So um, just really focusing on making sure you're in green time all the time um, with very little red, as I call it. I love that. Well, and it also goes back to um, motivation, right? It's like, it's like you said, we want to help everyone and everyone's deserving of help, but not all of them need our help urgently. That's and, right. You know, it's okay to tell someone that's not ready to buy that, you know, to you'll check in with them in a couple of weeks and see how they're doing and if they're ready to move forward, but that's not right. spending time showing properties to people that aren't ready to pull the trigger. Yeah. And, and it helps them. It helps the agent, you know, everyone make the best use of their time because who wants a customer to fall in love with something and they're really not ready. So you know, in order to make this experience the best for you, as well as making, you know, the best use of my time as your realtor and loan officer, we want to make sure that we do our due diligence up front. If that's a couple extra days before we get, we start looking at properties, then let's take that couple extra days for the win across the board. Right. And no one wants to be in this position where the, the client has found a property and is ready to pull the trigger emotionally but they haven't done the, the steps. So they get frustrated that they lose the home because they That's weren't right. ready. That's right. So we all lose a customer, you know, or risk losing a customer with that as well. All right. It's all about setting expectations. Yep. Love it. So important. And so many agents don't do it. They really, so many agents don't set expectations. And so then, you know, they, their clients do get to. Well, I will say that, you know, if you, if you have a servant heart, it's, that's the challenge, right? Because I know I find myself wanting to talk to everyone for 20 minutes about, you know, whatever it is they want to tell me. And you want to do that. I think those are the best, they make the best agents, they make the best loan officer. But again, we all have to kind of just remember we are in business and we want to run it like a business. And that's what, you know, that's where you have to kind of take those self-corrections in your, in your day. Yeah, I think the best thing people can do, especially on the phone, is sort of set expectations around how much time you have to have that conversation, whatever it is, 
if you want to manage that, you can say, hey, I've only got a few minutes, but I wanted to talk to you about X. Yes, so I that love that. I love, I only have a few minutes. I need to, I'm taking that, Mark. Thank you. You're welcome. Take it, <laughs> take it and run, honey. <laughs> Sharina, tell us one of your favorite moments as a loan officer in your career, something that stuck with you, something that was really special and close to your heart. I probably have a ton of them. Um, you know, 20 plus years of doing this, there's a lot of moments I probably remember, but mostly it's when um, I'm helping someone in their 70s or 80s buy a first home um, because either they didn't believe they could um, and just or just never had the resources to do so. Um, it just recently helped a couple. They got married in their 70s, found each other late in life. And there's, you know, they bought a home together. I just sent them a Christmas ornament with their names on it because I'm just so excited for them. Just the love they have for each other and this journey together and to own this, you know, this home together was very special. Um, and then another moment I recall is a single mom who just felt like she couldn't do it. And it was a little bit of a journey for us to get her there. And she broke down at the table. I broke down at the table. Um, but it was just like, just so rewarding um, to help people who don't think they have that opportunity to see that they do. And then just guide them. I mean, think about it. We are not educated on buying a home in college or high school. We're not educated on credit and, you know, in either area. So these are things that sometimes adults and very mature adults don't know anything about. And I think the biggest reward and the things that make the biggest impact on my life is when I've helped someone to reach that goal that that didn't believe at first it could happen. So I have a lot of those good memories. I love that. You're going to make me cry. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> that is really awesome. I mean, you're changing people's lives when you do that. And that's the cool part about what we do. It's so cool. It's yeah. so reward. I mean, if, if that doesn't give you happiness and joy, it's not the right industry. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So we're here to, you know, talk to entrepreneurs and help them grow their businesses and like hit heights that maybe they didn't think possible, you know, just like those home buyers. So what's a piece of advice that you've received as an entrepreneur that you can share with uh, our listeners? Um, I will say that probably number one is where I am in life today is a result of the decisions I made yesterday. And to me, that's empowering because every day I can, instead of dwelling on the decision I made yesterday, I can make better ones today. So just holding myself accountable to myself um, in that regard. So this probably would be number one. And number two is when the money's good, make it work for you. Put it somewhere that it works for you. Don't just spend, you know, be a saver, be an investor. Um, don't be a spender because, you know, the market changes as we're witnessing. And if you were doing great in one period and you spent it all, then when you're not doing great, you don't have that leverage. So one, it was an investor that actually gave me those words a few years ago to invest my money. So now the money is working for you. And when you need it, it's there. 
So that's probably um, one of the other things that has changed my life. That's really great advice. And I, I wrote down your first one too, because I really love that. Like my life, I sort of, in my mind, I'm flipping it around to say, my life tomorrow is going to be dependent on my decisions and actions today. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And, you know, know, know what you can change and know what you cannot accept it and move on. If you dwell in the things that you couldn't change today, which we all experience, especially in our industry, um, you know, it, it can make for a very depressing state, but you have to be aware that you couldn't change it. What can you change and focus on those things? Yeah, otherwise you're banging your I head. I gave you three. <laughs> you asked me for one. That, that was like a gift with purchase. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Sharina, if I we really appreciate you coming on the show today. If someone needed to get in touch with you, how would they do that? They can give their call or email. And my number is 678-557-0877. And email is Sharina, S-H-E-R-I-N-A dot pate at supremelending.com. Awesome. That is all for us today. And we hope you enjoyed our segment. Please don't forget to like and rate our podcast on your preferred podcast platform, because the more ratings we get, the more we can naturally build our audience with cool people like yourself. I'm Kay Sellers. And I'm Mark Jones. And we're in it together. <laughs>